This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy them on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So, uh, starting out another week of fun and excitement here. Lots, uh, of course, to talk about, though honestly, I don't really know where to start because... Oh, hang on a second there, Mark. You're futzing around with your microphone. I turned it off. Turn on the microphone there you here. Go. Let me talk. Um, I think most people probably want to hear a brief little bit about your trip. Oh, boy. Do I have to? Because it was just torture. It was just torture. Yeah. Uh, Leaving the living room and everything. Well, no. What was my uh, my main complaint before? Do you recall? Bill Bennett uh, giving a, uh, a breakfast speech. Yeah. Well, the the breakfast speeches in general. We're talking about a, a talk radio convention that I was at over the... Well, I guess it was... Sort of over the weekend. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday was when it was. I was out from the show. Uh, Julia attended with me. And one of my complaints, and I think this is the number one reason why I'm not going back next year. Now, this is to the radio and records talk radio seminar? Is that, is right. that so? Okay, okay. My main complaint has to be that uh, they have these speakers. You're at a convention that's called the Talk Radio Seminar. Now, I understand talk radio is overwhelmingly political, in that if you tune into Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh... Sure. I'm sure that sports radio has its own uh, seminar, right? I mean, am I, am I wrong there? I don't know about I, I've that. I've never seen I, these no, guys I there. I don't think sports radio has its own thing. Okay. I think this is it. I, I guess you're right, because ESPN did host one of the uh, events one time. Yes, exactly. So, uh... So you're at a place called the Talk Radio Seminar, and you think to yourself, oh, well, going to talk about talk radio when we're here. This is going to be something where I'm going to have the opportunity to learn a thing or two about this business that I'm in, perhaps pick up uh, some tips, some suggestions, uh, learn about the business, the industry, the world of talk radio. But no. Uh, what do they do? They bring you speakers that want to tell you about their politics. And this year, this year there was this old man, I'm sure a nice enough guy and all, but uh, this old guy from CBS News, I don't even remember his name. He was one of their uh, veteran news broadcasters, right? He's still on the air. He's just, you know, this 80-year-old So he's guy. radio or television? I think he does a bit of both. I think it's mostly TV, though. Okay. Which, they don't even always bring in uh, radio people. Sometimes they'll bring politicians in. Right, we had Joe Biden there one time. You mentioned Bill Bennett. He's a talk show host now, but he was a, the drug czar under, I think it was, was it Clinton? Anyway, he was the drug czar a while back. Now he has his own radio show. So they bring in either politicians or they bring in uh, just kind of kind of politicos or media commentators or something like that. All of them would have something to say, you'd think, about the business, but no. They spend 99% of the time in their speech talking about politics. Yeah, and, and, and no wonder Air America doesn't send anybody to these things, by the way. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Uh, it just, it, it seems like uh, it, you're, you've, it's very underrepresented for the Democrats. Uh, and, they um, had that um, chick from Air America one year. 
Yeah, but that's because they sponsored something, and she didn't do anything. Well, that's else. how it always works. It's always somebody sponsoring something. But but she didn't do any. She didn't mill around with the crowd besides at that little breakfast thing. She was there, poof, gone. Mm. Um, no hosts uh, hanging out like uh, Doug Steffen does or something. So anyway, they uh they get up on sp- on stage. It's at a luncheon usually or a breakfast. And they just start spouting off about how they feel about whatever's going on in politics at that moment. And I just don't care. Right. I just don't care. But what's most amazing is it might just be me. It might only be me and maybe a handful of other people in the room that feel the same way. That aren't just absolutely transfixed by what it is the person who's on stage is talking about. And this is probably the most educational thing about it. I mean, Julia just wanted to get the hell out of there. She didn't want to have anything, anything to do with this. And uh, I, I tried to tell her, look, this is important. You need to see this to understand what these people are all about. They absolutely, 100%, buy into the system. I mean, people talk about some media conspiracy. Look, there's no, there may be some people at the top, 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 top of the media like Rupert Murdoch, people like that that have an agenda and definitely want to force that down people's throats. But the rest of these folks, even the old newsmen, these guys that are, this guy's 80 years old, the rest of these folks are just brainwashed like anybody else that you know. I mean, we talk about freedom and liberty on this show a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people, generally, they don't get it. They don't, you know, they don't understand it. Once the ideas are presented to them, they can understand it. They, they like them and they, uh, they absorb them. But what you're dealing with with the media in this country isn't some – it's not some liberal or conservative There's no conspiracy. talking points. Um, you know, they're, they're, we're not given I, – I am not given anything uh, every morning from my telex machine telling yeah. me this is what you're allowed to talk about and this is what you will think and feel on a given subject. And I'm sure most people can, would consider our show to be uh, somehow we're uh, you know, not affected by these things. But it's not because we – Choose not to be. Well, I, I've never heard of this uh, vast media conspiracy. Not from my own. Uh, not from my own experience. What it really is is an absolute success of the government indoctrination system, the government education system, the schools, government schools. That's really absolutely what this. Uh, the, the attitude and the demeanor and the way the journalists work in this world. If you've talked to young people in America, you know, coming out of government school, you know. I mean, if you've seen the test scores, you know that test scores are down. People are coming out of government high school more illiterate than ever. Mm -hmm. They're being brainwashed. We know the system. I mean, if you go and you look into this, we know the system, this Prussian system that we have, is designed to create two classes of people. Sort of the good little worker bee class. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's the elite class. Now, the elite don't usually send their kids to government school. <laughs> okay? Nope. Uh, most of these journalists are coming out of government school. And then they go into government college where they're taught government is good, government is right. great. And they're enamored by the, uh, the, 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 the ivory tower that is uh, the power of politics. That is correct. And uh, they are also... Just absolutely enamored by the people in politics, even though they kind of joke and josh about politicians, they're still absolutely fascinated by them. They uh, they worship them almost, and you can see this in action at this talk radio seminar. You can just see them just 
just laying praise upon the entire system, the process. This one guy was talking about how great it is and that our role in the media is to keep the citizens informed because that's what keeps democracy going. Yay, and, democracy. You know, he used that <laughs> democracy line like twice, at least in, in, his, uh, in his speech. And, of course, Julia and I are looking at each other, rolling our eyes and stuff. Democracy but, stinks. Yeah, and you know they have a question and answer session afterwards, and I always want to, I always want to ask a question, but I just feel like I'd be so rude, and I just want to, you know, I, I could be, I could throw a bomb in there and do something outrageous, but I don't really feel like that's my place to do. I understand. I, I mean, you paid for your ticket though, so I suppose you could do. I, just, I absolutely just that. could because it's that's the other worst part about it. After these people spend, oh, I don't know. Uh, 30 minutes blathering on about whatever uh, political thing they're talking about, they have this question and answer session. And most of the time, the questions, though, to be fair to some of the questioners, they, m many of them, they do focus on industry things and, and the business, but the majority of them ask political-related questions. Like, I give a damn about what this person thinks about politics or who he likes or what he thinks is going to happen. You know, this guy's speech was so cliche as well. He's talking, <laughs> of course, about politics, which means it's the election. It's 2008. And what did he say about the election? Boy, this we just don't know what's going to happen. Oh, this is the most exciting election of my career. Right. It's, they're just sports commentators for politics. That's exactly... And uh, Barack Obama is rounding second. Yep. And is he going to slide? Is he going to make it the ball's being thrown? exactly what it is. And don't they say that every time? Boy, this is the most exciting campaign we've seen in years. Yep. <laughs> they say the same stuff every four years. And so do the politicians, of course. More on the way. You could take control of and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Some of those features... Include the wiki, over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. You can change virtually anything. That is the point of the wiki. It's like the listener editable version of our website. So go and uh, go and enjoy for free. Wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company who needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Again, that is SACL CAI. So just kind of recapping where I was uh, for the past few days and what happened. I was at the talk radio seminar. And then we have to get into what happened today, Mark. Uh, we definitely have to get into yeah, that. People want to hear that. Uh, so uh, I was at the talk radio seminar. It's this convention for talk radio people. And I've decided I'm not going back. Not I've going decided... to that particular one or not going to any conventions ever? Oh, no. I'm going to go to Talkers Magazine seminar or the uh, the new media seminars, they call it, during like the summertime. It's, be it's a better event. It's more industry-focused. And, you know, when they do talk politics, they have this uh, thing called the... Uh, 
Talk Radio Rumble, I believe. Yes. And it is awesome. They they yeah. put like four or five uh, from people from the right and four or five people from the left, and they so called yeah whatever they get in there and they they talk about uh, particular issues and go back and forth and they just argue and, and you I, get to hear talk show hosts curse a lot too. I, it's I, I, I it's, for me it's great. I mean I want to hear that. But that's but but with that but event, one guy get up on a podium and then the rest of us have to sit there. Right. Talk radio hosts who get paid to talk about this stuff in general have to sit there with their tongues bit between their teeth. Mm. That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, uh, at least with the talk radio rumble, you know exactly what you're getting into. You know that what you're going to watch right. is a bunch of talk show, house, uh, talk show hosts sort of spew out uh, off at the mouth about what their viewpoint is. But when you go to one of these luncheons or breakfasts, you're expecting it's going to be something you can get something out of. And it's right. not. It's just I, awful. You and I, um, the purpose we go to these uh, these these conventions for is, is to meet uh, program directors. That's the number one purpose. A. Yes. And B, hopefully, the other thing, when we're not meeting uh, uh, program directors, is that at least we hear a little bit about the industry and and uh, walk back rejuvenated and with some new ideas and all that stuff. And I, I rarely feel that way. Yeah. Uh, so the, the number one purpose is to meet program directors and... To that end, it was successful. So did you? I did. Uh, you, you know, we did meet some people we'd never met before, mm, which is good. Go. Uh, you know, a couple of people came up to us and, ta- and uh, initiated conversations, which is always nice. So to that end, it did satisfy that requirement. But even there, it was weak uh, this year because they apparently they have this lifetime achievement award mm-hmm. that they give out now. Art Bell got it last year from Coast to Coast AM. Well deserved. And, I, that was one of the best parts of the uh, convention last year, I think. I, you know, I'm not even sure uh, who won this year because we didn't stay through for the Achievement Awards. We mm-hmm. left after lunch. It's like, screw this. We're out of here. Because, uh, you know, it's an t- eight- or ten-hour drive back to New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But uh, but they were going to give it to a guy named Bob Grant. And I don't know much about Bob Grant. All I know is that he's one of those New York City personalities that's like, been in the business forever. Okay. And the reason they were going to give it to him because he's done a lot or something for talk radio and blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know much about the situation, but from what I understand, Bob Grant, somebody dug up something he said that had, I guess, a slightly racist tone to it from, you know, three decades ago or two decades ago. And as a result of that, R&R, Radio and Records, the magazine that put this talk radio seminar on, Mm -hmm. decided to withdraw their Lifetime Achievement Award from Bob Grant. People are so... You know, just they're they're scared. <laughs> it's well, amazing. You know, again, I don't claim to know much about the quote or what was said or what the deal was. I don't know, but what I do know is that that it was cited as one of the reasons why attendance was down this year. There was not very many people at the convention in comparison to previous years. It's probably still maybe a hundred and fifty to two hundred people, but uh, these things can usually attract. 400 to 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know talkers usually get 600 or something like that. They, so they claim. Uh, and people just they just weren't there. So there's a there's an upside to that in that you're it's easier for us to be seen. Uh, but also there's just not as many people there. So odds are slimmer that you're going to see people that you know or or uh, people that you want to get to know. Uh, so again, another reason to to not go back next year. All of the things I liked you haven't about... You have to convince me. I, you know, I'm not going to try. I had no no intention right. of going to the uh, the Radio Records one. I just I just don't like that as much as Talkers, personally. All of the things that I liked about the Talk Radio seminar, I can get out of the Talkers Magazine seminar, which we do every summer in New York City, and the drive's half as long. Mm-hmm. So there's really no reason. I mean, I hate D.C. I don't want to go there if I don't have to, and I don't. 
So uh, for to those of you that are amplifiers, uh, supporters of this show, and are concerned, hey, well, we're paying for that. Why don't you go to the convention? Well, you know, we have to spend the money in the way that we think is best. And actually, there is a third talk radio convention now. Uh, it's called the NTS Air Check Convention. News okay. Talk Sports is NTS. And it was in Arizona was. last year, Mark, or this year, rather. So I think it's like it's in its first or second year. So we'll try. maybe we'll try that one next year and see see where they go. And, Sounds and what like it's worth it. So make me go to Arizona, are you? Just, uh, it was a good time, though, because we did meet some people, and that's always good. I got to parade around the room. I, I feel like such a capitalist at, at these things because <laughs> I'm the only one there in the Free Talk Live bowling shirt, right? Right. The second night. First night, I come in my little Free Talk Live dress shirt, which is very nice. It's black, and Julia ironed it for me and everything. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, so the first night, we kind of... As formal as I'm willing to get, right? Mm-hmm. And then next night I'm there at the uh, the little parties. They have these parties, these little mixers, basically. Mm-hmm. And I, there I am in the Free Talk Live bowling shirt, which is just beautiful because all of the other people are in suits, mm-hmm. right? I mean, 90% are suits. The rest are kind of dressy looking. And there I am in my jeans and my bowling shirt walking around. And people still talk to me and, they, you know, they're... They don't, don't mind they being seen you know? with me, uh, and uh, you know I'm I'm a walking billboard for the show, and I didn't have to buy any advertising at the the show, uh, which by the way you'll pay through the teeth for. It's amazing. Uh, the, there was one show that we were at. It was it was the same show. It was in L.A. though last year. Mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey, this financial guru guy that's on the radio. I've never heard his show. It's a great but show. From what I know, it is it is very good. It's like it's repetitive in that he gives the same advice over and over again. That, like that's Dr. the part Ron. about the show that that amazes me. I mean, it just must be the talent of the host. Yeah. Because he says the same thing every single day. But he does very well for himself. He uh, he bought the elevator doors mm-hmm. at the last. Uh, I mean, they sold him the doors on the elevator, like for one of those adhesive uh, sticky ads that you can just... I guess they're sticky. They could be big magnets for all I know. I don't know what it is, but it was just huge, and, uh, you know, the elevator doors would open, and you're walking into the head of Dave Ramsey, yes. basically. Uh, and I asked the, uh, just asked around about it, and it was $10,000 per door for the weekend. Oh. And from an advertising standpoint, I just don't know if you're if if it's worth it. No, that's just him throwing his money around. That all that is, Mark, is just him saying, "Look how big I am. And Look he, what we and, can and do." He is right. And uh, so, being able to walk around and expose the title of the show to everybody at the convention without having to pay five grand to put a trinket in the little goodie bag, which, by the way, didn't even have a pen this year. I didn't even get a pen out of the uh, the occasion. Usually, those premier radio pens are pretty awesome. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control. The, the funding was cut. They cut out half the parties. Anyway, more on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. Single CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features include the updates. By the way, get on the li- uh, get on the list. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something fresh you uh, need to know about the show, go to updates.freetalklive.com. Dot com to get signed up free. 
Don't beg, don't fight, don't depend on democracy. The only way to get your liberty is to build it for yourself. Read Freedom Engineering, an anarcho-capitalist adventure series at freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. 800-259-9231. Let's go into the phone calls. Your show, you call about anything. Tegan in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tegan. Hi. Hi, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I just want to talk about my school that I go to. Um, they're starting this new rule where they actually go around onto our MySpaces, our personal MySpaces, check them, and they criticize what we put on there. If there's anything inappropriate that they <laughs> find inappropriate, they will actually call you in and have you delete it. It's bizarre. Wow. Now, how do they know which, which MySpace yeah. is yours personally, and, and what if you say, I don't have one? Well, like, what they do is they actually go around and um, check to see if, like, you know, anything that's not on private, if you're not on private, they'll actually go around. You can put your school and stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And so like, they'll, they'll check to see if they have your school on it. Mm-hmm. And basically, if they see anything inappropriate, see that you go to their school, they'll call you down. So why wouldn't? Have, and so what if you make it private? What if you make your profile so they can't get in? Then they really can't do anything about it. But if they were to see it, and, like, let's say um, they get a way to, like, hack into a person's website that has you on it. They can check you, and then they can – another reason is they can get you in there and call you in. We've actually had students suspended for what they have on their MySpace. It's bizarre. It's just an insane uh, reach into the world of privacy that kids should have outside of school hours – uh, it's. I think it's really outrageous what they're doing here. They're basically saying that we own you 24 hours a day. Uh, if you do something we disapprove of, then you are going to feel the heat here at school. There was always a little a bit, a little bit of that that went on back when I was in school. Uh, something would happen, for instance, at the bus stop or in the you know in the neighborhood, and there there was a small chance the school would get involved if they if it came across their you know, if it came to their attention, but it seems like they're actively really searching uh, searching out uh, anything they possibly can get their hands on to to get you in trouble with. Yeah, they are. Like, uh, one of my friends had, uh, like, squirt guns on her MySpace in the back. Squirt guns? She didn't guns? have those on private, and they actually called her down and yelled at her, her for it. For that, squirt wait, guns? She had what? Squirt guns? Squirt guns. Like, you know, those little fake squirt gun things? They called her down for it because they thought it was a violent act. Having a squirt gun. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre. On, on her MySpace, as her background. I just, I don't know. But public school, it, it, it's, it's getting more and more totalitarian. They, yes. They want to beat you into submission more and more. Because, you know, this is just bizarre behavior. There's nothing they think, there's nothing about your life that they don't believe they can, they can have control over at this point. Even to your, to your MySpace profile. So you're saying that if, if you put your profile on private, and they find out that the profile exists, they'll call you in and demand mm-hmm. access? Yeah, well, yeah, they'll do that. They will actually demand access to see your MySpace to see if there is anything inappropriate. Wow. They've, done, they, they've gone really overboard. They've especially started going overboard after our school got a threat. But it's been ridiculous. And, you know, this this whole thing, how they uh, the schools go crazy over threats, it just amazes me. I mean, uh, you're talking about a high school here. These are uh, high school students. They're some of the most irresponsible people on the planet. And when you you give them that kind of power that we shut the school down mm-hmm. um, whenever a threat comes in, <laughs> I mean, you just, you're just waiting for the next guy to walk by a payphone and call in a threat then. Yep. Tegan, thank you, uh, thank you for the call and the story tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. All I can say is... 
just get out. Uh, you know, it, get out of there, man. It's it's this bizarre mentality that when somebody does something wrong, we have to punish the whole group. Yeah, and it's more and more becoming pervasive here in adult society. Really? And it, well, it is. I mean, you know, when it, it, the, all the rules that are set up are to are because somebody violated some rule yeah, at some true. point. That that is true. The reason we have numbers on the back of our cars, well, is because. One, uh, you know, one thousandth of a percent of the population might rob a bank and use that car as a getaway. Speaking of cars, we've got to get into what happened today, but let's continue with the phone calls first and talk to Dave in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Hey, hey guys, I'm old Dave today. You're old Dave? Oh, Dave. What, is it birthday today? No. Oh, as in oh. Oscar O. Oh, okay. like O'Malley. Dave, yeah. oh, okay, Oh, Dave. I see. It's, uh, it's, it's, what it's is it? the uh, 17th. It's right. uh, Leprechaun Day. Yeah. St. Patrick's yeah, I'm part Day. I'm Irish, but I'm not drinking green beer. What are you drinking? Some Pepsi. So, well, there you go. Keeping it safe. What's yeah, on your I've mind tonight, Dave? How do I get on the AMP program? Uh-huh. Oh, you are, uh, you are someone with... Uh, do you have internet access, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Then just go to amp.freetalklive.com. Okay. And all the instructions are there. You can do it via PayPal. You can do it via any major credit card. Yeah. Heck, you can even send in a money order if you want to do it that way. So all the details and information is all there. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Okay, thank, I'll do that. Thank you in advance, thank you. and thank Bye. you for the call. Bye. 800-259-9231. We love our amplifiers, and I have to, again, thank our Free Talk Live amplifiers for sending us to Washington, D.C., you, of course, Mark, were not able to attend this year uh, no. due to your wife being pregnant and late. Yeah, quite quite late at this point. I I, I kind of wish they'd, um, you know, little Jack would hurry up. But um, yeah, the show went well. I felt like I heard the, I've heard the first two. I haven't gotten to Gardner with what did on you Saturday think? yet. Because um, I, I I believe Gardner the Gardner show was the best one. I've gotten a feedback on the other well, shows, Gardner's but awesome. I don't trust the listeners because they like me. Yeah, you know, and I don't. I, I want. Uh, I, I want thought you did a fine unbiased. job. Unbiased. I thought you did a fine job. You want my consultant? Uh, yeah. Do you, do you want me to do, be the consultant for you? Well, Mark? I, obviously, I need to figure out where the buttons are, and I need to be. You more know what was funny? With, uh, <laughs> that reminds me. Something you said. I think it was on the Thursday show. Was that you were having trouble with the phone buttons, right? Yeah. And I thought to myself, Mark. You were our phone guy for like the first year we were on the air, the first six months we did the show. I have your main role ability to forget things. Yeah, you, it is not like getting back on a bicycle for you because Mark's main role on the show, if you've listened to the original, uh, the, you know, the first season of Free Talk Live prior to syndication, his reason for being on the show was I needed a phone screener. And he was willing to do it at that time, and he came in, and we gave him a microphone to talk on when he wasn't screening phone calls. But if someone called in, it was Mark that was picking up the phone, finding out who, the, who it was, putting them on hold. And that was back in a, a radio studio. It was a different studio. But I purchased the same phone system for here in our studio today. So it's the exact same bicycle that he's climbing back on, and he's, oh, I'm fumbling around. I don't know what I'm doing. How do I, how do, I do this? You did it for... Days and days and days of your life. Yeah, I, I found that amusing. That's all. Uh, but but from a critical standpoint, Mark, I thought you did a fine job taking care of the show. And it really just goes to show that this is a program that does not need one particular personality. I thought to some exist. of the segues, like going from one thing to the next, I wasn't so good at. Well, that takes practice, and it's it's something you don't necessarily have a lot of at, at doing with the show. But all all things considered, I thought you did a fine job, much better than uh, than past performances, for instance. And uh, my one critique, two critiques, one would be that when you come back, and I know it was funny, it was funny, it's my show thing, Yeah. 
it was funny to people that know what the show is about. Uh, but in the world of radio, I the didn't consultants, do it so much. The consultants will jump down your throat because one of the things that you hear talk show hosts do is they say, me, my, me, my, here's what I, I think, this and that. Kay. Whereas they want you to focus on you and what you want. You meaning the listener. Right. Talk to the listener. Uh, don't talk down to the listener. And so, you know, you were doing it because it was funny more than anything else, and, and that I understand. Yeah, I mean... But know, it could make you sound like you were full of yourself it, to it, someone that didn't know you. It is true, um, certainly. And, and of course, someone that does know you would already know that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. they would know that. Uh, let's see. The other one was you telegraphed a few breaks. Uh, you yeah, said You said the word break in advance of a break, which now, just because of coincidence... <laughs> You've done the same. I've done the same thing. And that's a no-no in the world of uh, talk radio. Not even though, to do that. Even though everyone knows that there's one of those things coming uh, because of the music, you still aren't supposed to say it. Never, ever. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So enjoy those on us. If you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at store.freetalklive.com. Buy all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. That way you, too, can be a walking billboard for the show. <laughs> You can pay us for the opportunity <laughs> to wear our logo. If you're really if you're really a hot chick, then we'll hire you to come to the conventions with us. Maybe we will one of these days. Uh, but uh, but go there and buy some stuff. We've really got some great merchandise. It's nice quality product and uh, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. You can find it all at store.freetalklive.com. Uh, That's store.freetalklive.com. We met TSA George, by the way, when we were Did in you DC. really? Yeah. I envy you on and that. he had a uh, Free Talk Live bowling shirt on, so it was easy to find him in, big the, one? in the hotel. Well, he's a big boy. Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. It's always nice to uh, to see people in their Free Talk Live gear. Makes, it warms my heart. You know, the, the one thing about uh, the show that I did was I was really bad at answering, answering the amplifier line. I didn't, didn't even realize it was flashing most of the time. I, I wouldn't Aww. even pay attention to the thing. Poor guys. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Speaking of the amp line, we go to it. It's Dennis in New Hampshire. Hello, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? I want to talk about guns, ganja, and greenhouse gas. Lovely. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it turns out all three things are going to be voted on by the New Hampshire collection of criminals tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What a bad, what and bad it, news. Yeah, yeah, the, the criminals always have bad news, so it seems. But um, I think it's very instructive what's going to happen with these three issues. The gun thing, right? There's a now, bill which thing that is would, this? Yeah, yeah the, the, the gun uh, it would prevent people from carrying guns into the state house. Oh, that one. Yeah, right now, you know, you can walk into the state house with his law. I think you can't bring an automatic weapon. <laughs> Other than that, you're good to go. Shotgun? Yep, I'm just exercising my rights. Nice. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's the one lady who wants to ban guns from the state house to make it quote unquote safer. And that bill, I don't even need to worry about what happens. That bill is going to die, it's not going to pass. I don't even need to check. It's going to die. Wasn't the case with that that absolutely nobody even showed up to testify in favor of it when they discussed it a few weeks ago? Exactly. Whereas hundreds of people showed up to testify against it. All right. Hundreds. Check. The activists have uh, kept that one uh, safe. 
And that's, you know, it's worth pointing out, one of the reasons that is going nowhere is the gun lobbies have been great in this state. They have done an excellent job. Um, they've organized like field trips for legislators where they take them out to the gun range, show them that guns wow. don't jump off the table and shoot you, you're not scared anymore. They, they did a good job. It's, it's a very good thing, but I imagine most of these uh, proactive, uh, progressive legislators, the ones that uh, are really a problem in this p- particular arena, they just don't care. Yeah, I'm guessing she's. Go. I'm guessing uh, Ms. Gelman or whatever her name is that sponsored the bill. I'm guessing she skipped that particular. Right, affair. They're, I'm, th- they're about as interested in going to that as I am interested in going to the uh, Earth Day celebration in Concord. I think that. Well, by the way, just as an aside, it's just because it's kind of interesting. The woman that introduced this bill, according to uh, the Ridley Report where he actually interviewed her. Uh, she's formerly a teacher from California who moved to Massachusetts and is now living in New Hampshire. Get out of our state. Go away. <laughs> Go away. Here, here. We don't want your type around here. And she is one of the new legislators. She's one of the people that got swept in with all the other Democrats in the mm-hmm. great bloodbath of 2006. Right. So she wasn't here for, for much of the time when these gun shoots were going on. And I tell you, a lot of the to be, you know, the Democratic reps um, have said, you know, they they were anti-gun people, but mm. a couple of their friends got them to go to the range at the time they were doing the the shindig, and it really did change their opinions. It wasn't scary for them anymore. It made it possible to have the conversation. Oh, that's so good. So you bet it made a difference. All right, ganja, um, ganja. I have, I I, I don't think it's going to be good for this bill. I got to be honest with you. This is the uh, weakest possible uh, decriminalization of marijuana that you could have. It's a quarter ounce. They cut it down. It was an ounce. They were going to make it so that someone caught with an ounce did not get arrested and was only fined with like a $200 fine as opposed to a $2,000 fine, which is what it is today. $2,000 fine and arrest is what it is today. They cut down the terms of the bill to be a quarter ounce instead of an ounce, so one-fourth of the original amount. And uh, and stand, they did still leave it as a uh, $200 fine. And you're saying that even that, Dennis, even that you're worried about? I don't think it ha- I give it less than 50% chance of passing, comma, however. Sad. One of the reasons I give it that percentage is over the last couple of weeks, I've been calling up reps left, right, and center, mm-hmm. mostly right. I'm, I'm friendly with some of the conservative reps, so I can be a trusted person they can talk to and talk about why. This is a good idea. This isn't, you know, you're not making it legal. You're just reducing the penalty. But what I'm finding is that they're not hearing from a lot of people. Mm. You would think this would be a major issue. They'd be getting the phone ringing off the hook, and they are not. Uh, You just can't trust stoners. You just can't trust them. You can't trust smokers. You can't trust stoners because they they, they sort of vilify themselves, I guess, to some some small extent. They realize that they're, I'm 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 a bad person. Not realize, but they, they believe themselves to be a bad person or something, and they... They, they aren't proactive. I, I heard somebody complaining. Uh, last night I was at a bar. Somebody was complaining about not being able to smoke in the bar. I said, I was up in Concord uh, last year when they were making this illegal. Were you there? Oh. And, and That's right. I made like 200 phone calls on that issue. I, oh, God. And I think this is a similar deal. I think there are a lot of, to be frank, a lot of free staters. And I don't mean... Um, I know there's some people that just don't vote and cut themselves off from that process entirely. It's a very small number of people. I think the vast majority of free staters um, 
are waiting to see how they did on this. And it just blows my mind. You, you pack your bags, you move across country, but you won't pick up the phone and chat for five minutes with the person who is actually going to listen to you, even now, though hey, you hold, may hold on yourself that's not the case. Wait, 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 you say the free staters are waiting to see how they did? I don't understand what you're saying there. They as in the other people. How will, how will they do on the marijuana issue? Will they get this bill to pass? And it's not they. Did, did you do anything? You, you, Ian. Yes, you call I, called, I called about 30 people and the reps oh, here in, in Keene. And I got the same response as you. Uh, they had told, a couple of the reps, told, most of them they weren't home and they didn't bother calling back. Uh, but uh, but the, a few of them did say, no one's called. You're the only one who's called. Yeah, well, and I I'm, think they recognize my voice at this point, uh, having been uh, on, yeah, but I'm talking on the about local the, TV. And no, but I'm talking about the ones that don't them. live here. The ones that oh, live I elsewhere see. in the state. No, what they said, nobody's called. And uh, we, we looked at the uh, actually uh, Joel the uh, the free stater rep or the the early mover he testified in favor of this bill. He pointed out that almost an identical bill came before the legislature some ten or fifteen years ago. I don't know what it was, and he pulled up the record from what happened with that bill. And in the notes, the committee said that. It was a bill that maybe would be considered, but there didn't seem to be popular support for it. And that was sort of the pretense under which they killed it last time. Mm. Of course, this time, in the room, it was packed. I mean, it was completely packed full of people, but there were no phone calls. So the 400 reps who are actually going to vote on it don't know about that packed room. Only the 10 or 15 people in the Mm. packed room know about it. Mm. So we'll see. I think to some degree it's a referendum on how, how active the free staters are. Um, there's not that much of us, but I think any free stater in the sound of my voice that didn't call, shame on you. Anyway, greenhouse gas. Well, Dennis, no, 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 right no, no, to be fair, to be fair, I mean, look, the war on drugs is a controversial issue. I mean, even amongst libertarians, they've always argued for years over whether or not they should focus on the war on drugs. And so it it wouldn't surprise me if there was a you know a chunk of people out there that just you know they just well well I don't smoke pot so I don't care about this issue. I, and I understand that you wouldn't expect free staters to do that, but then again, I don't know most of them, so I don't know what to expect out of them. Fair enough. I, I have in my, again, over the past week or two, I've been kind of a pain. Every Everyone I talk to that happens to be a free stater, I, you know, I say, hey, have you called your reps about this issue? Does this bug you? Just because I don't mind being a pain. And a surprising number of them said, yeah, that's important to me, but I haven't picked up the phone yet. Oh. It feels like I've never done this before. Mm. And sometimes that little prod is all they need. Yeah. A little prod. Well, maybe you need to have uh, you know, like a little uh, instructional class with your New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, give people phone tips. Because I can tell you, that might be another factor, and it's good that you brought that up. Because I don't want to malign the freestaters. I think in general they're doing very good work, and there's some really amazing things happening here. But uh, but I know that uh, introverted people are certainly not going to want to get on the phone. Uh, it's it's an intimidating process. Uh, it's you know they, it's it's like sales basically, and and uh, you know except you're not trying to separate these people from their money, you're just trying to get them to vote in a certain way. Uh, but it's still you're initiating a conversation with a total stranger, and that can be very intimidating for a lot of people, Dennis. So that that may be another factor there. It is true. We, we've talked about doing things like that, and then you know perhaps we really should. And I think the greatest cure for that intimidation is the first time someone calls up a state representative and gets their you know, their seven-year-old answer the phone going, Mommy's in the bathroom. Can you call yeah, back? It's, that, it's just not very intimidating. That's probably true. You want to tell us about greenhouse gases, we'll continue hanging on to you for the New Hampshire update with Dennis Goddard. <laughs> He's the first husband, by the way, of the Free State Project.
and also involved in the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Great group of free staters and other liberty activists doing some uh, some wonderful work here in New Hampshire. More on the way. Hour 2 is coming up. You bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Back to the phone calls and back to Dennis in New Hampshire, giving us a kind of a New Hampshire roundup of some of the things that's going to be a, a few of the things happening tomorrow, I believe, at the New Hampshire State House from a liberty perspective. Now, if you live in Arizona, why do you care about this? Well, well, because it might be kind of interesting to you to see what's going on here in New Hampshire, because what's going on here in New Hampshire is a little bit different than what's going on anywhere else in the country. Now, Dennis, why is it that I can get away with saying that? As far as politics is concerned, and I do find politics detestable, and I don't think it's going to be the way we're going to achieve liberty in our lifetime, but all that said, you guys are having some amazing success uh, in the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. What is the organization, and what what sets it apart? What, What sets it and the activism here in New Hampshire apart from what might be happening in all the other 49 states or the rest of the world? Well, what sets the Liberty Alliance apart, really, from anything else that's going on anywhere is the sheer number and dedication of activists. Um, I, I can't begin to describe the things that, that we're doing it entirely, but I think the biggest effect has been the fact that we have libertarians reading all of the bills, all of the legislation, before they are very first heard um, by any of the legislators – to flag up those that are good and those are bad and why. And that really lets other activists show up and give a libertarian opinion on those bills mm-hmm. um, in the very first testimony when opinions are still being formed. And then something that is new for us this year is we print up uh, what we call the gold standard, a sheet of voting recommendations for the representatives. Um, each bill that is of interest, you know, the high-priority bills, and giving the liberty perspective, one or two bullet points from the libertarian philosophy about why this bill is good or why this bill is bad. Hmm. And for, for the worst and the statist reps, it doesn't help a whole lot. Where it is really useful is for the large middle. Yeah, the, the fence people that would Yeah, the, the ones that are on the fence, they maybe get a C from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance and we grade them on their on their liberty voting. And they see some things that maybe make sense to them, like one of the ones that's going to come up next week that it could really go either way. Um, There's a bill that would make it illegal to write a text message while driving. Oh, no. And we have one little bullet point on that. Distracted driving is already prohibited. Should we ban listening to music on the radio or screaming kids in the back seat? Yep. Um, Just a liberty perspective. Good stuff. Now, how many other people? I mean, is this going on anywhere else, Dennis? Has anybody written and said, "Yes, we are doing this in our state house in Florida or Texas or something like that"? I'd love to hear about it if anybody is. If anybody has, and you know, don't 
There are gun groups in virtually every state that say if there's a gun bill, we're going to be there. There are drug groups in virtually every state that if there's a high-party gun bill, they're going to be there. But I don't think there's any libertarian party or small government conservative group or anything like that that's looking at the entire body of legislation and saying regulation is bad, um, the power of the state needs to be limited, and going down point by point, really week by week, vote by vote. It's not happening. On top of that, something that makes New Hampshire very special is even before the Free State Project happened, you had about a dozen representatives who were already libertarian. They didn't have an L by their name, but if you look at the way they're voting, they vote according to how we think they should vote, you know, 85, 90 percent of the time. So they're libertarians. So my point in allowing you to go on that uh, spiel was to point out that you guys are doing some great work. And to those who are politically inclined that might be listening to this show and maybe a little bit, oh, I don't know, frustrated with your lack of success where you live, this might be something you want to look closely at uh, as you consider joining the Free State Project and moving up to New Hampshire and joining thousands of other like-minded activists uh, to really get active for liberty. Now, I still think it's steering the, you know, trying to steer the Titanic, uh, but and, but it well, just seems that you can, you guys are managing to turn the Titanic a few more degrees than anywhere else. This is more like uh, trying to trying to turn a destroyer. I mean, the Titanic is when what you're talking about is the United States government. Absolutely impossible to, to for libertarians to have an effect on the United States government. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen it. Thirty years now, we've seen that the process is just not going to happen. However, the New Hampshire I love Stefan Molnir's example of the car careening down a cliff and all the different libertarians jumping on, saying they're going to be able to to stop it this time, and it just keeps picking up speed. It's, it's an interesting uh, uh, analogy. I, you know, he said himself that, you know, he'd like to see it succeed, and he said he'd join the Free State Project if we cut the government in half. That right. was pretty cool. So I got a, I got a, a some sort of endorsement from Stefan Molnir, <laughs> yeah. um, but. You know, it, 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 I think that this government is small enough that we absolutely can have an effect. And the fact is, we are having an effect. Yeah. Um, just the, I'm, I'm guessing there's a thousand movers. I know the website says something like 525 movers to the state, but you know, getting libertarians to go to a website to report and, themselves right, sure. doesn't make any sense. At all. I'm here, Captain. <laughs> so I think there's probably a thousand movers in the state, and by the end of this year, there should be two thousand. Theoretically, and I just um, or at least fifteen hundred. I think that uh, I think it can be done. Dennis, give us the last one, the uh, the final bill you'd call to tell us about. Uh, final bill sucks. Greenhouse gas. I just want to point something out about downsized DC yeah. and the whole federal the whole federal thing. Picture this: if if downsized DC, which I love, got its ultimate wish, if the greatest thing ever happened, what would we have? We'd have the Read the Bills Act. And we'd have the One Subject at a Time Act. Mm-hmm. And that would be, you know, the most wonderful breath of fresh air. The fact is, in New Hampshire, they already do have to read the bills, every really? single bill, before it comes for a vote. Hmm. And every bill really is on one subject. So you start at, at the end point for downsized D.C. Wow, on top that's of that, cool. No income tax, no sales tax. Now, so how do you know, Dennis? Where a lot of people how, want to get to. How do you know they've read the bill? I mean, you don't really know. They don't swear to that they read the bill or anything, right? Well, I sit down on the meetings. I mean, anyone can. I mean, it's not like you have to show a badge or have a credential. Or you show up. You show up, and they got the bill out, and everybody's you know looking at it and saying, "Well, here on you know line twenty-seven, it says blah blah." You know, yeah. what, what do you think about yeah. that? 
There you go. Well, hey, good luck tomorrow, and hopefully you'll have some good news for us. I mean, it sounds like the gun thing is going to be okay, uh, but the marijuana thing, questionable. We'll find out, I guess, all in good time what happens. Thank you for the call tonight, Dennis. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Continuing with your calls, it's Dave in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Dave. Dave? Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind? Uh, I was just wanting to let you guys know and all your listeners that I'm officially running for president, and uh, my <laughs> platform is going to be that I'm going to keep everybody safe all the time. <laughs> How are you going to do that? Safe all the time, huh? <laughs> well, you can't ask me specific things. I'm going to keep everybody safe. <laughs> safe, safe, <laughs> safe. Are you going to provide us you with just some... Gotta, you just got to hope that I'm not lying to right, you. Right, right. Dave, are you, are you going to provide us with some change, too? Oh, absolutely. That'd be, be the second thing. going to be safe and some change. I think yeah, things will probably be. Change everything. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna... awesome, dude. Yeah. You've got my vote. <laughs> what a bunch of crap. That's too. That's you and me. Cool. Now, now, are you are you sort of masquerading as a politician? One of the the DC politicians. That's yeah, I'm trying to make fun of Obama. I guess. Don't they all say that though? I mean, we were, they all claim they're going to yeah, keep you safe. Yeah, I guess so. You're probably right. Yeah. Right. Um, and John McCain wants change. He wants to be in Iraq for a hundred years. Yeah, you know, he's. it's funny that he wants change, even though he's been in Washington for how long, 80 years now? Yeah, maybe he'll croak. I mean, that's really all that we can we can hope for is maybe the, you know, I hope someone firebombs Washington, D.C. from the sky. That would be nice. I don't think you can say yeah. that on the radio. Really? Aside, yeah. aside from all the, the death, I agree with you, Ian. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what the sad thing about that would be? There are some nice people in D.C. Right. Well, I, I, I feel like the, uh, the, the regular folk... I wish the politicians would go away. How's yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. How about spontaneously combust? That would be, that would be kind of fun. Like, <laughs> I want a spectacle. That's all. I just want a spectacle. Yeah. And uh, I think if they want to fight wars, they should fight them amongst themselves. Um, you know, good. if if they want to fight a war with Iran, fine. Get the uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember the guy's name anymore. Uh, he's not in the news any, much anymore. Uh, but the, 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 yeah, yeah that, that that fella. Yeah. You know, give him a knife. Give George Bush a knife. <laughs> tie their wrists together. I think that was in the bad video. And let him go at it. Hell yeah! Thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. There are some nice people in D.C. The people that don't work for the government. We met a few of them. You know, like the people that run the restaurants and stuff. They're they're nice folks. I wouldn't wish bad things on them. Uh, you take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, 800-259-9231. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, and find out how to order this cleanse. ftldiscount.com. 800-259-9231. All right, let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Brandon in Pennsylvania. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to talk about how freedom is actually good for socialists. Do explain. Uh, well, see, under a, a free system, um, socialists are able to freely associate with each other. 
Um, whereas a lot of them assume that if we have capitalism and, and freedom as sort of the general rule, that we're somehow saying that they can't freely associate. But, uh, you know, with the freedom of association, they can get together and share property and, uh, you know, call it our property if they want to, um, and, and even create a system as long as they don't force anyone else to join that system or to live under that system if they choose to opt out of it. That is true. Uh, uh, the, the free marketplace does allow communists to have their communes if they want, uh, but I think that there's a lot of them that, you know, they have a vision for all of society that they want to enforce right. upon they everyone. They want to force everyone else, because communism is really not any good with us dirty hippies doing it. We have to get the rich people involved. Yeah, because they don't want to work. their right. money. Yeah. I, I agree, and I think that, that that shows that the the problem goes much deeper than that. It just comes down to, uh, you know, humans wanting to control other humans, and I think that most people can be broken down, you know, or most uh, socialists can either be the ones that have no idea what socialism actually is and just sort of think it sounds like a good idea, uh, or you have the ones that actually like the force and would like to use that force on others, mm -hmm. or, you know, it's just these some other people that, you know, that... I just like to to feed on other other people, and I, I think that it, you know it, it goes back to these you know these people that are voting for Obama and Clinton and McCain. You know, a lot of libertarians call them sheep, but you know if we go back to that old phrase that Ben Franklin used to use, or well, it's attributed to him. You know, that democracy is just two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. They're actually the wolves in that equation, and I think that until we you know start to tell people that, then you know, and that they can. They can associate however they please. You know, we're not trying to say that they have to live as greedy capitalists or you know all these other things. Sure. That saying. They they can live however they want it until we start you know stressing that that you can be socialist if you're free. You, you you're saying that we can't be capitalists if we're you know if we have a socialist system. So that's great. You know, if, if we start pointing out that way, I think that they're actually going to see that they're the ones that are you know the greedy ones. They're just greedy for something other than money. They're, they're greedy for power. Well, I think a lot of people are in the dark about what politics really is, and it really is just a system uh, that people want to get control of so they can force their way on others through the threat of violence. Many of these people uh, you know, would b abhor using violence in their personal lives. In fact, many of them reject even self-defense uh, in that they don't have guns, they don't believe in guns, and uh, they don't like the idea of guns. But they don't think about the fact that it's guns that backs up the government. That right. it's guns. Even if you're not, even if you're not holding the gun, there's still somebody that you've hired technically. Yeah, they're holding the gun, gun on your behalf. You. Exactly. Right. And so when you yeah, point that out to them, that can really kind of shake their belief system to the core. But you have to have, I think, a good rapport in the first place to uh, to get that far. I mean, Mark, your um, your wife's mother is kind of a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat. Mm -hmm. Have you encountered any of this with uh, with her? Yeah, um, you can... It, over over time, I, especially, I feel like especially uh, with uh, the people that are sort of on the left-hand side of uh, the, the political spectrum, you can show them the violence and the danger that uh, government... You know, the, the threat of violence that the government represents, mm -hmm. and they'll pull away from it. And I have noticed with her that she, just this week, is becoming more liberty-oriented. Wow. So. Since she's been visiting here in New mm -hmm. Hampshire, <laughs> I noticed uh, that you. Were... I, Go ahead. I, w I went to a uh, peace and justice fellowship meeting at, at the seminary that I attend, and uh, they were showing uh, Michael Moore's uh, Sicko. <laughs> and it got to the end of the movie, and everybody in the room just assumed that socialized medicine was a good thing because it made us all equal, and, and all these other things that they were saying. Yeah, well, and Michael I sort Moore of had said to raise so. My hand and say, 
if this is the peace and justice fellowship, this isn't peaceful or just in mm-hmm. in any way. And and only when people can you know get together and freely associate. I mean, it doesn't help if you if you're you know putting a gun to someone's head and saying, "Give me your wallet." It doesn't help to say, "I promise it's for a good cause." Yep. Afterwards, that, that that just doesn't make sense in anyone's brain. And once I put it to them like that, some people were like. Well, you know, I really hate Republicans, and I really hate, you know, all these other things. And I was like, you've probably never met a Republican in your life, <laughs> as far as you know, it, you know, Republican liberty is concerned. I mean, the the party's been stolen, and and now we're dealing with, you know, people that half the people that ran, well, more than half of the people that ran for president this year I, on the Republican side, I wouldn't even think about. Vote. I couldn't morally vote for and go to sleep at night and feel like I was, you know, serving the people around me and trying to, you know, give the best life to them that I could. And Yeah, I, keep I up the good work there, to... Brandon, on the college campus. It sounds like you're doing some good things out there, and thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. The fact that Republicans aren't like they used to be, that was what he was uh, kind of getting at there the when he said the party's been stolen, is yet another reason why the method of politics is so ineffective, because... It, it, the, the definitions change. I'm not the even sure. The Repu- I'm not even sure the party. I, I don't know that I agree with that. Lincoln. It's the perception though. Was a Republican. Right, but it's the perception, Mark. Right. It's, it's a common perhaps perception. Perhaps Taft, perhaps Ford. Um, you you can look at these guys as small government guys, but honestly, you can look at Cleveland, who was a Democrat, as I recall. Um, I, I, I'm no presidential well, expert, but classical liberals are libertarians, right? So I, I don't think the, the 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 parties haven't been stolen um, as much as it's just the 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 concepts of big government are so attractive to politicians and the yeah. people that would would be in power, and they're so attractive to the people that want to solve problems. The idea that I mean, you're... it's 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 tantamount to the person who wants to solve the problem in Iraq by bombing it to. Glass glass, um, you know, bombing it down to, you know, killing the lizards, everything. Um, that's the same sort of concept that comes with trying to solve a problem with government, because you're using threats of violence. You'll do what we say to do, or we'll put you in jail. You'll pay us to, you know, take care of poor people, or um, send money to Israel, or bail, bail out Bear Stearns, or whatever it is that the government's little plan is. We're going to attack Iran, whether you, you like it or not, and you're going to pay for it, or you're going to jail. That's the same. It's it's using violence to solve a problem. Right, and the idea that you're going to be able to start up your own political party and call it the Libertarian Party or Constitution Party or whatever it is that you think, whatever third party you think is going to ride into the sunset with uh, American liberty someday. Uh, the idea that you think you're going to start your own political party and change the system from the inside out is just fallacy. It just doesn't ha- – it's not happening. It, they've been trying it for decades, and all that's happened is the Libertarian Party's been hijacked. I mean, the Libertarian Party was originally started by a bunch of anarchists as a joke. Uh, you know, the, the idea that they were going to put throw candidates into the race to advocate uh, no government whatsoever or self-government or voluntarism, whatever you, however you would like to describe that. And look what's happened. It's been just taken over by people that are interested in politics and seizing power, and they have no principles anymore. More on the way you take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. Say cool CAI toll-free line. You get to bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 
It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 2,000 of our listeners. There are over 340,000 posts, lots to talk about, from serious issues to fun stuff. You will find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest, happening June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to meet your Internet and Free Talk Live buddies and make new ones, as well as see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the country's best places to live. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And, of course, we are going to be broadcasting live on the uh, the end of the week of Porkfest. It is a incredibly long event. It's an entire week of just socializing and fun and uh, activities and just neat stuff going on. Uh, and then at the end of the week, we will be arriving with our remote equipment setting up and broadcasting, I think, three times the uh, the amount of content this year than we did last year. So tripling our coverage of Porkfest. Porkfest is well worth the trip. Yeah. If you can make it, this is the best that New Hampshire has to offer. Um, it is a, it's a, it's a camping trip with uh, a whole bunch of people that... You believe the same as you do. They're there for the same purpose. It's it's a party. You can talk to libertarians about all kinds of stuff. I, I have mean, a feeling the uh, the party will intensify this year. Jason what? is going to be there from Sacral CAI. He doesn't know how to make a party. <laughs> They've got some plans, man, that involve like barbecuing hundreds of pounds of pork or something like that. Mm, I do love good barbecued pork. Yeah. Barry Cooper, I believe, is going to be out in attendance. That's that's one thing you really uh, I haven't noticed here in New Hampshire is that you just can't get a lot of good barbecue. Our very own uh, Gardner Goldsmith uh, is, as always, usually going to be out hanging out with us as well. So all of the names, if you will, uh, will be in attendance, and it's really a wonderful opportunity to to meet some interesting people and uh, meet the people that are going to change the world, that are going to, well, at the very least, change New Hampshire uh, for the better and achieve liberty in our lifetimes. In fact, we still need to talk. We can't end the show tonight, Mark, without uh, talking about what happened today here in our little town of uh, our little city of Keene, New Hampshire, with Russell Canning and uh, a guy named David, who was doing some civil disobedience mm-hmm. today. Just uh, it was an amazing morning, a tr- sad morning, and, and also joyous morning at the same time. Uh, we'll get to that, but first we continue with your phone calls. Let's start with Mac in Georgia on the amp line. Hello, Mac. How's it going, guys? Hey, good, what's, what's on your mind today? Uh, first of all, hey, you did good, Mark, last week. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. <laughs> Um, I didn't get to listen to all of the podcasts. I listened to listen to Thursdays, and I liked it. It was, was kind of shaky starting off. Yeah. But, uh, At first, I was uh, a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've been in the hospital since last week, Tuesday. You've been in the I'm hospital? Just, yeah. Why? Ingrown, um, ingrown hair got abscessed. Ingrown what? Yeah, ingrown hair. Oh. In the grind. It went abscessed? Wow. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds awful. I hope you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just getting out of the hospital a few hours ago. And you um, thought of Free Talk Live. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I listened to the ones I could get on though while my, um, while my MP3 player was downloading the podcast. The uh, power went out on Saturday night. Uh-oh. And I could, could get two um, episodes. I got on um, Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm going to get back on the field at home. I'll get back on it, no doubt about it, and I hope you're feeling better. Mac, any other thoughts? But um, what do y'all think about that securities company 
who had to get bailed out by the government and one of the competitors. Bear Stearns. Yeah, we'll look into that because I don't know much about it, but Mark does. Thank you for the call, Mac, as always. 800-259-9231. What is this, Mark? What's don't, going on? Don't throw me under the bus on this one. It's it's a brokerage house um, that uh, apparently uh, participating in bad business practices uh, needed some, uh, you know, they, they were, they were going to go bankrupt or, or have some financial problems so the government bailed them out and as far as i'm concerned a stockbroker brokerage house what is that what a stockbroker is, is an individual okay i don't like know anything talk about host, stock stock yeah. market i don't know anything yeah. what what does that mean well it's it's a place where stockbrokers bro- work inhabit yeah gotcha and they sell their wares which are you know stocks and allow you to buy and sell and that kind of thing has this happened before has uh, in the history of america i mean i, I understand there have been a lot I of bailouts answer that for specifically i would say no there isn't a uh, federal provision for it they bail out banks the feds are bailing out a stock brokerage firm yeah with taxpayer dollars that's what's going on. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's right now they're the uh, basically the economy's tanking, and mm. they don't want it to look like this is all part of it because a, a good portion of the economy is perception of the people. You know, uh, you know what makes money valuable is people's perception of it, and so they don't want this big, relatively big brokerage uh, tanking. So they're they're giving them some money. Some of your wow, money. that's amazing. They're gonna print up some money and give it to them. Whew. So, uh, so people now, if you buy stocks, you own the stock. It doesn't matter if the brokerage goes out of business, right? That's correct. Like, so the customers, if this Bear Stearns company just completely disappeared tomorrow, it wouldn't affect the customers negatively because they own their stock. And if they needed to buy or sell some more, they could just go through another brokerage, well, right? You would, if you had your stock uh, certificates delivered to you. Very few people do. Usually, the brokerage house holds them for you. Okay. Um, you could have some problems getting it. From them, I yeah. guess, depending on what the scenario was, yeah, they I don't know. If they just turned out the lights and, and went home, then... Right. Then yeah. I don't think they're going to do that, but I, did, I don't think they would have done that, but, you know, that, that could be a problem. Hmm. If you know more about that, uh, you know, stock situation, would love to hear your comments on it, because I was completely in the dark. I think all I heard was a mention on the news today. Well, the reason that I, I didn't want to approach it too thoroughly was no matter I – mean, there's a lot of experts uh, talking about this, and no matter what I say, I'm likely going to be wrong. I'd have to spend yeah. days studying this to be uh, – Well, you gave me all I needed to know, yeah, Mark. The, I mean, they're bailing a, a stock brokerage firm out. Yeah. What are they going to bail out next? We know they bailed out airlines in the past. They bailed Morgan out phone companies. Buy Bear Stearns now or something. I can't remember. It's somehow J.P. Morgan's mixed up in it too. So mm. J.P. Morgan's one of the uh, and they're influential with the politicians. They're the right? ones that started the Fed. One one of the banks that started. Oh the Fed. boy. Yeah. So great. So more cons- more consolidation in the industry as a result. And yeah. That, so they're probably going to get it on pennies on the dollar as well. That that loud guy from uh, Real Jim Money. Kramer. Yeah, Jim Cramer. Usually, I agree with most things that guy says. Believe believe it or not, I mean, he, he, I wouldn't know. I don't listen to him. He's he's pretty good, but um, he said, "Don't sell anything. Don't se- if you're Bear Stern, if you've got uh, you know stocks through Bear Stearns or whatever. Don't sell. Don't sell. Don't sell." He said that to, like recently. Yeah, or what? and and I really got to say, yeah, today, but, uh, yesterday, but he, or he said like that, that after they announced that they were going mm-hmm. yes belly up because you know they're getting a bailout. Why would you sell? They don't need a bailout. <laughs> yeah. Now they've just got a big infusion of money. Um, but I, you know, I just don't like stocks right now. If I had the money, mm-hmm. right now I'm dumping my money into building a house. So um, if I had the money, gold and silver is where the direction I'd be going. And and honestly, 
it's it's not easy to get gold and silver at low rates. I have personally tried different different ways. eBay yeah. can be, you know, for single you know, coins or something like that can be okay. Mm-hmm. Check with Midas Resources at MidasResources.com because I have bought through them and been happy with the results. That's good. Uh, personally have bought through them. Yes, they put us on the air. Yes, they are a sponsor of the show. I've bought through them, and I've been very happy. 1-800-259-9231. I, I, I got a new book, uh, actually, Mark, that I'm going to have to... I've got a goal. One of my goals is to read a chapter in it. Uh, and I'm still in the middle of Complete Liberty, by the way. Uh, excellent book by Wes Bertrand, a free stater and listener of the show. But I'm also picking up uh, Harry Brown's new book. Oh, really? Harry, Harry Brown, Brown has a new book? He is published posthumously. Uh, we miss Harry. A great, uh, just wonderful libertarian candidate for president in 1996 and 2000. Probably uh, the most influential on my viewpoints in life. Uh, and he's also a financial, uh, an excellent financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And what he does in his book, Failsafe Investing, which I, I have owned for a few years, uh, but there's a new investing book that has come out. Uh, it, it's basically a compilation of some of his newsletter articles that he wrote because he had an investment newsletter for a while. Right. And so it's a, a compilation of a number of those articles from over the years. Uh, I have yet to actually crack it open, but I'm interested in reading more from, from Harry Brown. I love his viewpoint in that... He, he he advises kind of this balanced portfolio where you have different uh, – you, you've got like your gold and silver, you've got your, your stocks, your money markets, those sorts of things. You've got different areas that you invest in to where if one drops, the others go up, and you end up evening out or doing better than that. More on the way, I can tell you a little bit about that here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231, the CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. We give them away. Unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing our website. Well, they don't want to charge you for accessing our website. Spacing out for a moment there, thinking back to the talk radio seminar that I attended uh, last week. And they are just amazed that we have people sending us money for the show, Mark, without <laughs> really? actually having to, you know, we again, we give away the features on the website and people just voluntarily send us money through the AMP program, mm-hmm. which we'll tell you more about in a little, in a little while. Uh, but it, it bewilders these, uh, the people in the business. You know, they, they live in this world where advertising is the only model that they understand and the, the only Internet model they understand is to charge people to access their website, and well, oh, we and don't they charge also people. understand uh, banner ads, right? But we don't charge that, people. That has not worked uh, right. for radio stations and uh, uh, not so radio well. companies now. Uh, so, but we don't charge people, and yet people still pay. That's that's what's bewildering to them. Mm-hmm. They are uh, fascinated by that, and so enjoy all the features on the website for free at freetalklive.com. And many of those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show, just head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue with your phone calls. Talk to Jeff in Reno listening on KBZZ. Hello, Jeff. Hey, what's up, guys? I just wanted to make a couple of comments and, and say that the Bush administration and some of con- Congress, they believe to be the government rather than the temporary trustees of the government for the people. Mm. And the propaganda and illusions inflicted upon the American people has caused some of the Americans to become a conditioned society. Oh, sure. And what I'd like to say is the Bush administration is a complete failure. I mean, if you look at his administration, look at how many 
officials and politicians have gone through changes. The CIA, for instance. Well, now, wait a minute. Now, wait. What would make his administration a success? By what criterion are you judging? No, I'm talking about um, it's been a complete failure. I understand that. But what in your mind would have made it a success? If you think it's a failure, you must have some criteria as to what would have made it a success. Well, I think, (laughs) you know, that would take a a long time to explain that. But their policies, I think that, you know, when you go through... um, three CIA directors like Tennant, Goss, and now Hayden. Then you go through three attorney generals, Ashcroft, Gonzalez, and McCasey. Then you got Rumsfeld and Gates in the Department of Defense, not counting FEMA disaster that uh, they, they, you know, they made a change there, too. I mean, the list goes on and on, guys. Well, why do, I could argue that it's been a great success if you view it from the, you know, the fascio-socialist viewpoint uh, and you say, well, George Bush has had success in right. increasing he's, the size of government. He's been successful for himself and his friends, and that's really what politics is about. Right. Rewarding well, you your know, friends, punishing I, your enemies. enemies. I, think that, I think that government secrecy helps confuse the people, and I think the mainstream media um, definitely has played a major role in, in um, helping them carry out these illegal policies and practices and of course, they certainly haven't been too critical. Yeah, they're not very, the, the, the mainstream media doesn't seem to uh, take very seriously its role of holding the government accountable. But they still well, believe that they are. They well, they think they hold the government accountable when they ask them, you know, the the most lightweight of questions. They pat themselves on the back and they say, "Well, we've done our job for democracy today." And that's what they were talking about. Uh, they were just continually patting themselves on the back at this uh, conference that I went to over the weekend. It was just disgusting. Yeah, well, guys, I tell you, I mean, when you have General Electric, who owns NBC, okay, and, of course, General Electric has multi-million dollar contracts with the Department of Defense, Mm. they're not going to say anything negative about Bush, the DOD, or the government, or they'll probably get their contracts yanked. I mean... Right, there's that fact, and there's also just the idea that the journalists, they, they, uh, they worship the ground these politicians walk on, and they were talking, one of the guys was talking about, oh, my favorite, poli-. one of the questions was, you know, who is your favorite? <laughs> they, they had this guy speaking at this talk radio seminar, this old newsman, and th- th- one of the questions he was asked was, who was your most, who was the most interesting, your favorite politician you ever interviewed? And then he, you know, reflected back and talked about how wonderful George McGovern was, or whoever it was, I don't even remember the, the name he threw out there, and it's just this worshipful attitude of politicians. They don't want to question the politicians, because if they question too hard, the politicians won't give them an interview in the future, and then they're cut off and all their uh, all their competitors still get the interview rights mm-hmm. and uh, and the, you know then their editor fires them because uh, you know because then the politician is shunning the entire news organization well, so, I, I, I think it goes much deeper than that operation Mockingbird began in 1948 you can do that on a Google search operation Mockingbird it's a s- secret project the CIA began recruiting news journalists and putting them on the CIA payroll and it continues today I challenge any attorney in the United States to file a lawsuit against the corporate media and the government for violation of the First Amendment, right to a free press. We don't have a free press. Well, now, how, hold on a second. Now, I'll, I'll go ahead and de- play the devil's advocate here. Why would you think that would lo- that lawsuit would hold any water whatsoever? How is it they violated the First Amendment? They're free to report and be sycophants to the government. They are free to w- worship the state in their reporting. There's no obligation that they have to be objective. Well, I think that the psychops and the propaganda, some of the propaganda that they're um, 
you know, putting out to the American people um, is, is, you know, it's, it's illegal. I mean... And they're not reporting. How could it be illegal, Jeff? Well, I, I think that uh, the the, uh, the psychops, if they're involved with the CIA, the CIA is an unconstitutional organization. That would be illegal. Okay, well maybe, but but that doesn't mean that the reporting, as biased and twisted as it might be, that doesn't mean the reporting itself is illegal. But thank you for the call tonight, Jeff. As always, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Look, let me get this straight. And I touched. I began to touch on this in the first hour of the show. The, there are serious problems with the ma- with the mainstream media in this country. Thank goodness we have the internet at our fingertips, to where we can go and access the information that we trust from multiple different sources. We can now go easily outside of the country uh, because because you know the fact is the journalism is better. <laughs> at least, the, at least the journalism outside of this country that's covering America. Yeah. I'm not going to say that the journalism of the countries, you know, the countries like you know British journalists covering Britain. I can't say that's any better. No idea. But British journalists covering America, they ask better questions than American journalists do because they don't have the same allegiance. They don't care if the politician doesn't come get a back lot of on great stories show. from the BBS. Yeah, or the BBC. Yeah, did I say what's OBBS is our... (laughs) But we do get a lot of great stories from the BBS. A lot of neat things are posted there. But anyway, uh, you know, there's a serious problem in this country, but what it has to do with is the government education system. The fact is, the old-timers in journalism were educated in the government education system. They completely, uh, you know, have swallowed the blue pill... And they believe that the situation we have today is just super great, and the government's wonderful, and politics is great, and uh, they're doing a, a super job covering all the politics and stuff, and that's what they're supposed to be doing, and they just think they're doing a wonderful thing. And all the young kids that are coming up in the world of journalism have just graduated fresh from some state-run college populated with socialists, indoctrinating them with uh, worship for the government, and they go right in there and they follow in the footsteps of all the old-timers. They look up to these guys. These are their idols. These are the people that they they aim to emulate. And so it's generation after generation after generation of government-indoctrinated journalists passing the torch down to from one to another. So it's just completely... Nobody thinks about the things we're talking about. I was sitting at a table with a couple of guys from uh, Radio and Records magazine, a couple of sales guys, and of course, doing as a good salesman should, he was asking me questions about Free Talk Live. And uh, he had he'd been aware to some extent of the show, and he mentioned Florida. Uh, you know, well, you guys still you're, you're still in Florida, right? And I said, Oh no, 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 we moved to New Hampshire. And of course, then the next inevitable question is always, oh, What'd Why? you do that for? <laughs> and so I answered about the Free State Project. Uh, we're moving for liberty in our lifetimes. And he turned to the guy next to me and says, you know, Jim, have you ever heard anyone answer with liberty as to why they move somewhere? Right. The only answers there are to move is uh, family, uh, met somebody on the Internet, and job. <laughs> job. That's yeah. it. And uh, so they were just sort of bewildered by that. The conversation pretty much ended then because then some blowhard got on stage and started talking about his political views. Uh, but Well, I like that the guy was listening that much instead of just going, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, he got it, and it was just kind of just shocking to him. Uh, so these people in the world of radio and television and the mainstream media, they just aren't a, even aware of our viewpoint. It, it It isn't part of their life. It's not something they encounter every day unless they might work with John Stossel. If you work with John Stossel, you probably know about liberty. Uh, but for the most part, these people are totally in the dark, and they believe that what they're doing is the right thing. They believe that they're doing a super job of it. And the only thing that's going to change this is if people like us, liberty-minded individuals, get into the media. That's the only way this is going to change. 
Because if you sit back and you say, well, I'll just let someone else do it. Maybe not enough other people will. Maybe it needs to be you. Now, look, I know the pay sucks. <laughs> it sucks. For the first 10 years, probably going to suck for you. But getting more of our people into the media, into radio and television, into the mainstream media, is the only thing that's going to change it. You can sit out there and complain all you want. Of course, you can always start up your own media organization as well and compete, and new media is a huge factor. But changing the mainstream media has to be done from the inside. More on the way. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching an hour number three of the show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So, Mark, let's talk about what happened this morning. Yes. Here in uh, wonderful Keene, New Hampshire, our beautiful little city in the southwest corner of the state, which happens to be populated, uh, in the world of the Free State Project at least, by people that are kind of fed up with the political system. That's just sort of the attraction of the Keene area. Yeah, Cheshire County is lousy with anarchists. Is lousy with anarchists? Yes. What does that mean? Well, lousy means there's a lot of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Like lice? Huh. Mm -hmm. I thought lousy meant bad. No, it's lousy with anarchists. Interesting. Well, uh, anarchist is a word I don't like. I would not label myself as an anarchist. I prefer free marketeer. And what, what about them? Voluntarist. I think that even some of them have uh, shied away from that particular term because it, it just has uh, bomb-throwing connotations, and that's not what's going on here. Uh, what's going on here is uh, some nonviolent non-cooperation in the, you know, uh, in, in the mem- remembrance of Gandhi and Martin Luther King, uh, people that have gone before and done similar things in order to advance uh, freedom. Freedom from uh, from oppression, and so what we've what we've had in the past is people have just basically you go about living your life as you want, live life as a free man, and then when you cross uh, cross paths with the government people that decide they don't want you to be free, uh, you don't p- allow them to push you around, you don't bow down to their rules, and we've seen one example of this last year where a guy named David Manning, young guy who's not even a Free State Project member, he's just a, a New Hampshire native that was inspired by some of the Free State Project members, he pulled a U-turn at a no-U-turn area, right? I mean, they, they put these no-U-turn signs up in all kinds of asinine places. Yes, they do. And it was like 2 in the morning, he pulls this U-turn. Nobody a, there. A cop saw him, pulls him over, and when he went to court for this, we were sitting in there. I, you weren't there that time, but uh, but I was sitting. I was there in court recording it with a video camera, and he basically told the judge in front of everybody else. He told the judge, "I don't believe in extortion." And that was essentially his his defense. Right. You know, I pulled the U-turn, and I I don't believe in extortion. I'm not paying you. I I don't uh, deal with terrorists. I don't know if he said that, but well, that was it, it's, you know the it's suggestion. essentially the same concept. Yeah, that was the suggestion. And, of course, uh, by the way, he was called first. I'd like to point that out. In a, in a room full of people that were waiting for whatever misdemeanor David charges Manning? they were looking at. Yes, this is a guy last year. He was called first. So they had it, us in. They got him out the door. The judge said to him after he said, I don't, I don't deal with extortion. Don't stand up for extortion. I won't, I won't pay. The judge said, okay, we'll handle this in the usual manner. You may go. 
and he walked out that door and never heard from the government people again. Now, I don't know if his license has been suspended, if there's a warrant out for his arrest or anything, but it's been almost a year since that happened, and no action on the part of the government. Hmm. They just, it just is, it's as though they dropped the matter. So, fast forward to this morning, where a different David, this one, uh, David Cruz, or Kraus, rather, David Kraus uh, was driving without a current registration. He had moved up here from Ohio as part of the Free State Project, and his his plates or a tag or whatever expired and license expired some time ago, and he decided not in, to. Yeah, in September of last year, and he just decided, screw this, I'm not going to pay these goons anymore. Right. And so he just he's a safe driver. He wasn't unsafe. They pulled him over. Now, and the reason they pulled him over was for a safety violation, which was he had one of his lights out. Right. And now this is one of the ones that I just think is. Awesome, um, you know, like it, it's just obvious that the uh, the the bureaucrats are out to get you, because so many cars have several brake lights. Mm-hmm. You know, not it's just not one light that lights up on either side. He has three. There are three lights on either side of his car that light up. Mm-hmm. One was out. One of them, one of the six lights on, on the rear of his vehicle, not including the the top light mm-hmm. up there. I don't even know if his uh, vehicle uh, happens to have one of the you know that that top light that sits in the rear yeah. in, in the back window, but one of the six lights was out. Now, is this a safety problem? No, at it's all? an excuse to pull someone over. Right, it's absolutely an excuse to pull someone over. Now. If an officer pulls somebody over and tells them, look, when your brake lights is out, can't give you anything for it. That's fine. I appreciate that. That's fine. But then this going on a little bit further and running licenses and all this other, you know, tags and all that other stuff, that's an excuse to run somebody's tag. I'm sorry. Yep. And so he found, you know, the, uh, the state trooper in this case found out that David did not have a current registration. And at that time, he gave him a summons. So he didn't arrest him. He didn't confiscate the car. He gave him a summons and let him go on his way. And so today was the day that his trial was scheduled for. Mm -hmm. And we were all there. In fact, we had about 11 people this morning show up. And which is just an amazing turn. It's just an amazing turnout. Yeah, that's a, big, that's a big turnout for your ticket. I couldn't get 11 people to show up for the Libertarian Party meeting of Sarasota, Florida, back when I used to live down there. Uh, so the idea that 11 free staters just turned out for this is just incredible. There's just so much support here. There's support here like you've never experienced in the past. But I'd also like to point out here that, again, we were called first in a, in a room where there were guys in handcuffs waiting for trial. Our guy was called first. Russell Canning, prior to this, another activist up here, his case was called first when we were in there. It seems like when we go to support our friends, they call our cases first, which I don't know why they do that. I'm not sure why they're doing that. I understand they want you out of there, but at the same time, they're also exposing everyone to what you have to say. So either way, they called the case first. And David goes up there, and uh, he had these questions that he wanted to ask, like a la Mark Stevens' Adventures in Legal Land style yeah. questions. And I think w- he dropped the ball in that he didn't ask them right off the bat. I don't think he dropped confusing. the ball. The fact is, um, I was confused. You know, the, the the judge was was trying to you know explain everything so that uh, David could uh, know what to do. But when you don't know when you're supposed to do what, when David started talking, basically the judge said, no, 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 this is time for testimony. You're not allowed to speak. You know, ask those sort of questions. Those procedural questions they should have been asked earlier. 
What? Well, that's just <laughs> it. You have to ask your questions right off the bat. But either way, I thought, and I thought that you know things weren't going too well because the judge was looking like the judge looked like he'd already had his mind made up, and then he was just kind of going through the motions. The, uh, the the state trooper got up and testified, and what was a weird thing he said about the road, Mark? Like uh, it, well, he entered he, into evidence that the road was a public pub, thoroughfare public or something, public way. Yeah. Let it be noticed by the court that Wait, this road. You know, is, he was he was you know while on duty at uh, September the thirty seventh, nineteen twenty two, at approximately nine p.m. I uh, noted the subject da, 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 and uh, let it be noted for the record that Route twelve is a public way. Ferris, it was just weird. What, it, Route twelve wouldn't be a public way. What the hell is a public oh, way? Yeah, why, why what did he have to bring that up? Is this public way yeah. you're referring to? I don't know. Uh, if you've got an idea on that, 800-259-9231. By the way, none of us stood for the judge when he came in the room, which a year ago when we were there for the the different David's trial, we did not stand for the judge, except this time we had about twice as many people mm-hmm. than we did last time. And so so after the testimony, then David goes up there and he tries to ask his questions. And as you said, the judge shot him and I said, oh, you should have done that earlier. This is just testimony, blah, blah, blah. And so David got up there and he said, look, uh, you know, I don't have registration. I am not going to pay the fine. I'm I am a civil disobedience. I am a nonviolent. Yeah, right. I, I am doing this as civil disobedience. Right. I am not uh, the government's piggy bank yeah. that you can come, uh, you know, extract extorting money from me whenever you feel like it. I don't think he used the term extorting, but you know, that's you, the gist. We're you paraphrasing. Can't, you can't draw. I, he did use the term piggy bank, which I loved. Mm. Um, you can't just draw money from me whenever you feel like it for your little stuff, and I'm not going to pay. Exactly. And he just laid it out there, went back to his table. And I was thinking, man, this this isn't looking good. Right now, for, for another thing is the the police officer was the prosecutor in this. I did notice that. Yeah, the actual officer was uh, was testifying against David, and he was the pro- he was sitting in the prosecutor's chair. Right. As well, <laughs> so there were all kinds of conflict of interest questions that David wanted to ask, but again, the judge kind of shushed him and, and quieted him, and uh, was like, "Oh, you should have asked those earlier." And it seemed what it seemed like later on, we looked at it, we an- analyzed what happened. It seemed like the judge knew where David was going to go with his questions. And, like, he didn't want him at all to, to, to get those questions out in the courtroom. I disagree with that uh, assertion. I heard this before, and I disagree with it completely. This stuff that Mark Stevens does is so completely from Mars that there's no way anybody expects David to ask, um, you know, to, 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 to question the legitimacy of the I don't know about that, man, because I think some of those people, maybe the judge isn't doing this, but I know some of those people in government are looking at the NHFree.com forums. And they're monitoring what goes on there. I'm for. I'm certain of that because of what happened to Russell Canning today, another one of our activists. We'll tell you what happened to him here in moments. Also, uh, finish up the story with what happened with David. He gave his testimony. The judge ruled. But what did he rule? Man, remember, this guy's not even driving with registration. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we're, uh, we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. Does your family think your beliefs are crazy? I know my mom, she's called me crazy, so I can relate. Do you experience a nagging sense of worry that the world is becoming less free? Do you feel withdrawn or politically alienated from liberal and conservative friends? You are not alone. Statism hurts. IHS summer seminars can help. Visit libertarianseminars.com for more information on a happier future. That's libertarianseminars.com. 
All right, 800-259-9231, recounting for you what we experienced earlier today. And I have to say, Mark, I was really pleased to see you out at the uh, the court trial this morning. I was just interested in seeing what was going on. I wanted to, I, I wanted to see what was going to happen because sure. uh, here David uh, decided he wasn't going to play by the rules. He wasn't going to register his car, his motor vehicle wasn't going to be, you know, wasn't going to have a current registration on its license. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I I wanted to see how that would go. Now, there's nothing dangerous about not having your car registered with the state. And and actually, David pointed this out when he was up there today in front of the judge. Right. He pointed this out this is not the same as not having a driver's license. Having a driver's license, one could claim that that qualifies you to operate a motor vehicle. However, um, putting a, a, a brand new sticker on a car does not... That's know, revenue collection. Right. That, it's, it's just simply revenue collection. Right. And he said he was not going to be the purse for the government to come and extract money from. Mm-hmm. He was involved in civil disobedience. This was his testimony today, that he was civilly, being civilly disobedient, was not going to pay any fines that uh, was levied against him. And he he fully admitted, hey, I don't have the car registered. I'm not going to register it. I'm not going to pay the fines. You can't make me. And he went back and he sat down, and the judge pronounced him guilty. And yep. I was thinking, oh, no. But then the judge said, all right, what's And he said, well, what's the fine for this? $100? $100. All right, I'm going to sentence you to $83.33. No, it was $85.10. Oh. Um, but still, very strange. I don't Some know where he got number. this number from. Just no, arbitrary. I don't know that that's true. I think that it meant something to him, um, you know, in their little paperwork, that $85.10 costs, something costs $85.10. Maybe, but then. And then he suspended the $85.10. Right. So because he, David said, I'm, originally, he had already made it clear. Right, I'm, I'm not, not paying. paying you Anything. I'm not registering my car. I'm not paying the fine. So the judge says, okay, $85 fine, and I'm going to suspend it. And he made it very clear what that meant to David. He said, that means you don't have to pay it. Right. Unless you commit a misdemeanor or felony within offense 90 days or something. within 90 days. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if driving without registration is a misdemeanor or felony. I, From what I understand, it may a be a misdemeanor. But I, it could also be a violation, which may mean that he can drive around with no registration without actually crossing that particular line. And even if he crosses the line, that they're just going to you know, say, okay, now you have to pay this fine, which you said you wouldn't pay, so we're not sure what we're going <laughs> to do about this. Well, they're going to put him in jail at some point. Uh, but, it, but, it, but he it, said maybe. you can go. But at this point, yeah, like, amazingly enough to me, this guy didn't get sentenced to... Uh, a weekend in jail or something Nothing. like that. Nothing. Nothing. Suspended fine was what he got for driving without registration and telling these people, I'm not registering. I am a nonviolent civil disobedience activist. I'm not going to pay your fines. Again, the free staters, the liberty activists, have had another courtroom success out here in Keene, New Hampshire. And I it thought was, it was an amazing day. It was day. very strange. Now, there was a little something that happened for me in that courtroom that didn't really happen for everyone else. So I'm sitting in the row. Um, you know, I got shook down um, going in. They, they mm-hmm. found a, a knife on me. I'm working. It's an industrial cutting knife, you know. Um, so they took that from me. And um, You and the whole house crew came out, actually. Yeah, and we did. And that was one of the reasons. I probably wouldn't have come if it hadn't been for my crew. You know, if, yeah. if they were out there working, I would have been out there working with them. But... Um, I, I went and I sat in the row and I sat next to my uh, good friend uh, Jim Johnson, who's uh, Lauren Canario's husband. And then uh, another activist said, "Well, when the judge comes in, we're not going to stand up." And I'm like, <laughs> my my heart begins to beat because these are the yeah. co- sort of rules that are very important to me that I, I've sort of been raised to follow. These are the kind of things that are right. very difficult for me to shed. I'm like, you're not going to stand up. <laughs> oh, they're not going to stand up. Is Jim going to stand up? 
Nope. What am I? Well, what about me? I need to stand <laughs> up. I'm going to stand up. I don't care what the hell happens to these people. I'm standing up. I'm standing up. Uh, and then, so, you know, I, it took me a little while. So, um, one, one of the things I did is I decided I would go to use the bathroom. Maybe the judge will come in while I'm away at the bathroom. I don't have to make this decision. This will be great. So I went and used the bathroom. And, and there I'm, I'm just sort of deciding, you know, nobody stood up for me when I walked into that room. Hmm. They don't consider me to be important. They don't consider uh, here I am. I'm the I'm the guy funding this crap. I'm the taxpayer. No one stood up. All rise. Mark Edge has <laughs> entered the courtroom. Nobody did that. Right. So why should I rise for this guy Who in the is dress? He? Yeah. Um, you know, I I just have no reason to do that. So I, I'm like, okay, um, that's that's the that's my reason. If somebody asks me why I'm not standing up, well, nobody stood up for me. Why should I stand up for him? Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason. I didn't stand up for anyone else. Why right. am I standing up for this guy? Who is this guy? Is he better than I am? Is he, he superior? He is wearing a robe. Is he superior to me? Because in this country, no one's superior to anyone else. That's the, what the de- declaration born is. Born equal. Yeah. We were, I was born equal and endowed by my creator with certain inalienable rights. No, that guy's not better than me. I'm not standing up for him. Which means... If it, it was a woman, maybe it, it would be a different story. I often do stand for women coming into rooms, but I often don't stand for women coming into rooms, too. You know, it just depends yeah. on the scenario. Well, and it must, must have been a lot easier. I mean, I understand, Mark, when I was uh, – the first time I didn't stand for a judge was down in Connecticut a couple of years ago when we were uh, down there for Lauren Canario's trial. And I had the same thing. You know, the heart beating in the chest. I was really kind of excited slash nervous about mm-hmm. uh, not standing. You know, obviously I was worried I was going to get charged with something for not doing it. But they – Really, what usually happens is the judge completely ignores you, pretends like you're not there, and everyone else in the courtroom either is shocked or comments in some you know negative fashion. Right. And I was directly in front of um, there was a row of cops back there. Yeah. Now they confiscated my cutting knife, but there were eight people in that room with guns. Eight they took my press armed badge. cops in that room that any one of them could have gone mad and started shooting people, but they took my little knife. Mm. Ludicrous. But one of the cops behind says. Nice. You know, because there was a whole... When we didn't stand. Ten of us or yeah. something like that. That didn't stand. No, not standing. The only problem... My only critique of today, because David did a fine job, all things considered. I mean, it's got to be nerve-wracking being yeah, oh up yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, my only critique was that our people need to sit in the front row anytime we're in the court courtroom. Because if we're not standing, everyone needs to see that. If, you know, if you're in the back row and you don't stand, then all the people in front of you don't know you didn't stand. So sit as close to the front as possible. That way, people notice you, and you know that shot. That shot. Uh, that thought goes through their mind like, "What the hell is going on here? What are they doing?" Maybe they'll ask a few questions. Sometimes that happens after we're done with these things. People will come downstairs mm-hmm. and they'll ask questions. Why do you got? What are you guys doing up there? And of course, that's what they don't want. They don't want you around. They want to move you in and get you out the door. They sure do. So these other people that are used to paying up that are used to doing what the government wants them to do, don't question their situation, and they don't question their masters. And so David got to walk out of there today with a suspended fine, and he's still driving around, no no registration, expired tags, and everything. It's really amazing. Right. It, 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 to me, it was just, it, it's like the judge said, oh, you people, get out of here. That's what it is. And that's kind of what this is I think that's the direction this is all going in. These instances of civil disobedience, you're going to see more and more of them. There's going to be another one coming up here next month where we're going to be gambling in public. These instances of civil disobedience put the government into a position it does not relish. We'll explain that and also tell you why Russell Canning was arrested today at the courthouse. This was the bad news of the day. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. 
One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, you enjoy them on us, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, go and grab them up right there on the front page of the website. Easy download, free, you don't have to pay, you don't have to jump through hoops. Just click freetalklive.com. Are you thinking about, are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help, you prote- um, can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. FTL. 800-259-9231. Continuing the story here, and then uh, as soon as we finish the story, we'll get right back into your calls. But it's so important, really wanted to uh, relay what happened this morning. We had a wonderful success in court, as we have had in the past, actually. So our success is apparently our building. Uh, they don't like it when we come in there, and we don't stand for the judge, which you, for the very first time, also participated, or I guess did not participate. You did not stand for the judge today, Mark, and you got nervous and excited about it, but you did it. Uh, and it's easier when a lot of other people are there not standing for the judge as well. A number of the, a number of the people that um, were, there are a number of people there this morning, uh, Mark, that were also in the same camp as you. It was their first time not standing, and they were nervous. They were worried. Oh, am I going to get arrested? I said, Look, they didn't arrest us last time, and we had half as many people. They're not going to arrest us now. There are more people. There are more of us there than there are cops in the room, and nobody stood for the judge. And it's a wonderfully empowering experience when you can when you can be part of that. And I myself. I didn't even, you know, it was no big deal for me. It was like my third time not standing for a judge. So the first time you get nervous. The second time it's like, well, it was, it was kind of fun last time. And the third time, it's, oh, whatever. There's another guy in a robe. Uh, so it gets easier the more you practice at this. Just like interacting with bureaucrats or, or police gets easier the more uh, opportunities you have to interact with them. But we had an amazing success where one of our activists who's driving around with no uh, current registration was charged with that. And found guilty with a suspended fine, meaning he doesn't have to pay the fine as long as he's not arrested for a misdemeanor or a felony within the next 90 days. Now, maybe I don't know if he's going to gamble or not in the, the next event that we're going to do, but uh, we're, you know, we're going to put it to the test. We keep pushing the envelope here. And what I wanted to point out before we talk about why Russell Canning was arrested is how we're backing the government into a corner it does not want to be in. The question, of course, is, is what they claim about government in America and in some other countries like Canada, for instance, is what they claim about government true? Is it all about consent? Does government exist at the consent of the governed? That's what it says in the founding documents of the country. That's what it says in the Constitution of New Hampshire. I don't know about your state, but it may say something similar. That good government is founded in the consent of the governed. Now, of course, we know government is not good. We know that this government certainly is not good. And uh, But we, what we don't know well, is... I think what, it's better than, than most governments you, you see sure, on the planet. It's a preferable cancer, but that doesn't say much. In some ways. So, what happens when you withdraw your consent? That's what we're testing here in New Hampshire, over here on the west side of the state in Keene, with our, uh, out, with our, uh, our market-based activism, civil disobedience, non-cooperation, non-violent non-cooperation. We are putting it to the test. What happens when you tell these government people, no, I don't recognize your authority, I did not consent to this, 
and I'm not going to play by your rules. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm not violent. You won't have to be concerned with me breaking into somebody's home or killing somebody or harming somebody. I'm completely nonviolent. I won't harm my neighbors. But I also don't consent to your rules. What happens then? Well, what we've seen so far, generally, now it doesn't, it's not always this way, but what we've seen so far is that when you stand up for your freedom and you tell them no, you put them in a position and you disobey, and you just live your life as a free person, you put them in the position of doing one of two things. They can either ignore you, or they can crack down. That's it. One of two positions. And neither one of those positions the government wants to be in. They don't want to ignore you, because then they could be seen ignoring you. Because in this day and age, we've got YouTube, we've got Free Talk Live, we've got all kinds of different ways to get the message out, to talk about what's happening that we wouldn't have had 100 years ago, or even 20 years ago. And so if they're seen ignoring you, if you're out there driving around without registration and they're not throwing you in a jail cell for it, or if you're out there right. gambling. As, as soon as this, um, as soon as, because what I saw today was registration of your vehicle in New Hampshire is optional. That's what I saw. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sorry to say um, it, look, it looks like David Krause uh, doesn't need to register his vehicle. Well, they went through some motions to make it look like something happened. They did pronounce him guilty. But he didn't go to jail, right. and he doesn't have to pay a fine. Guilty doesn't mean anything if he's if there's no punishment. <laughs> so, so again, pronounce me guilty. Right. Fine. So the more they ignore you, the more we continue to push this on envelope. If they continue to ignore us, the more crystal clear it will become that yes, indeed, this is a government by consent. That you really can withdraw your consent, and they're not going to do anything. But the other choice is to crack down, is to punish is to say, we're throwing you in the clink, or, you know, you are in trouble, little boy. To the cooler with yeah. you. Uh, and then, you know, they crack down. They'll arrest you. They'll put you in a jail cell, which, of course, only increases their costs. And, and that's one of the things that David said was his his purpose was to make right. uh, and, and enforcement he, yeah. more expensive. He actually told told them that the, my intention is to make enforcement more expensive, which I think is awesome. Yeah, that was cool, because because if they had put him in a jail cell, he would have succeeded in his goal. If his goal was to increase the cost of enforcement and they put him in a jail cell to increase the cost of enforcement, David was successful. But they didn't crack down. They, 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 sort of, they tried to you know, balance between cracking down and ignoring. They made it sound like they did something, but they didn't do anything. They effectively ignored him. So the more they ignore, the more their illusion of legitimacy will be destroyed. Or if they crack down, their illusion of legitimacy will also be destroyed in a much faster manner, by the way. If they crack down, it becomes quite crystal clear that you aren't dealing with a government by the consent of the governed, but a government by force, but a government by people threatening others. So it's all in their hands. How they respond to what we do, it's all up to them. But either path they choose, they are going to lose. Which is why I say, because it's now being backed up more and more by evidence, that market-based free act freedom activity will be the solution to liberty in our lifetimes. The next test is coming up in less than a month. Well, today, today went well, okay? Sure did. Now, but there have been instances where it hasn't gone as well. Russell uh, Canning would be an example. Ru yeah, Russell we had Canning. a neg negative uh, event today, well, and um, he he is definitely a negative event today, and I think we should talk about this. Yeah, but, we will. But you know, the uh, Lauren Canario, Canario had a lot of trouble driving uh, with a you know suspended there's, license and uh, you know no registration and that whole thing. There's going to be a there's going to be a transition mark between the point where they figure they're going to figure out at some point who we are, and I think what we really need to do is give them a way to identify us, like a special license plate or something like that, to oh, say, great. back off, 
Because they, they find out that when they arrest our people, we just become more trouble than we're worth. Because we don't play by their rules, we don't sign their paperwork, we don't jump through their hoops. So arresting us doesn't do much good. We don't obey them when they, when they demand things of us. And put, bringing us into the courtroom just shows the rest of the, the sheep what the truth is all about. So eventually they're going to learn that it's probably better to just pretend we don't exist. Of course, that in the long term isn't going to work for them either because we have media that we can create our, for ourselves to cover the, the situations with. Uh, so what we're going to see next is in April, on the 19th, there's going to be an event here in Keene called Freedom Fest. And we're gonna, the purpose of the event is outreach. We're going to stand on the side of the road in uh, downtown Keene on Main Street and uh, reach out to people that are walking by and talk lots to of, them. Lots of pedestrian traffic. Right, talk to them about liberty. And, uh, you know, uh, there are going to be people that, out there like the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, uh, the New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense, a marijuana activism group. So different groups will be there with information. And that's that was the, the original purpose of the event. But we're adding in a uh, component this time of gambling with money, which is, of course, against the law. And so the question is going to be that if we're promoting this in advance, they're going to know it. Yeah. There's no way they're not going to know it. We're going to have it talked about on television. It's going to be talked about on the radio. We're going to promote it a good month in advance. I'm about to announce it probably sometime within the next 24 hours officially. And so the question is, what will they do here? Will they even bother showing up to enforce their precious gambling laws? I mean, they did arrest the veterans. A couple of uh, Vietnam veterans or whatever were gambling at the VFW here in New Hampshire recently. They got arrested. But then again, they weren't being civilly disobedient. They were just kind of gambling under the table. We're going to be out in the open on Main Street in Keene, New Hampshire. That's why I think you should send an announcement to the uh, the, the, the chief of police. Maybe I will. I don't know. Well, we're just going to be very interesting to see what happens. Will they ignore us this time, or will they crack down? We continue to push the envelope on freedom here. More on the way. What happened with Russell Canning and your calls? It's all coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything. Remaining moments here, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, enjoy them on us. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You can buy all kinds of stuff. 41 categories to shop in. Used items, even. Whatever you buy, Free Talk Live gets a cut. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We are in the uh, courthouse today for a trial that we were talking about earlier. No need to recap that. If you missed it, go grab the archives. But one of the activists here in uh, New Hampshire, Russell Canning, who we've talked about a lot, he was on the show with you, actually, on, uh, I think it was Friday night's edition of the show last week. Uh, And... He's a, a great civil disobedience activist, hell of a nice guy, just the friendliest guy you'll ever meet. Always has a smile on his face. There's no way to dispute that. And today he was arrested he's, by he's the He's a humble police. man of integrity, too, I'd like to, to say, I, having spent a great deal of time working with him on the house. Mm. Um, you know, he's a, he's a Christian. He lives by his beliefs. Yeah, no he's doubt. a Christian, and you, you wouldn't, and, and I didn't know it for the first few days. So he's not one of these Christians that throws it in your face or anything like that. Um, but... You, I have never heard the man say a cuss word. Um, mm. He's he just he he seems to live he lives by his beliefs. Now he's noisy about his beliefs, but he's not ostentatious about himself. It's not about Russell, Russell, Russell. It's about freedom, freedom, freedom. And yeah. I, you know, he's, I I have nothing but respect for the man. He publishes his own newspaper, the New Hampshire Free Press, and he's an incredible activist and wonderful civil disobedience activist. Been arrested before a number of times for civil disobedience, but this time it wasn't civil disobedience. 
This time he was there supporting another activist at uh, at his trial. He was there with the rest of us, with uh, 11 people that it turned out. And the state police just showed up and arrested him. Uh, now, I think they knew he was going to be there. Uh, I, I think they were... the other explanation right, for that? They were watching the thread on NHFree.com where, the, where a lot of these activists gather and chat. In public, of course. All this stuff is planned publicly. And so they're watching the thread. They know Russell's going to be there. They arrested him on a charge. Uh, the allegation is non-payment of child support. And, by the way, they could very easily do this uh, website, the NH Free website. They could make it members only, and you wouldn't be able to read it. Uh, you know, they, the, the, the bureaucrats would have to get in their own, the, you know, they'd have to figure out some way to get a login or something like that. And they don't do that. They're proud of what they do. Yes, exactly. And so they uh, they arrested him, and we happened to be there with cameras. One guy said that you know, hey, this is why you shouldn't come down to their to their court. And I said, I don't know about that because if they had if Russell hadn't come out, if he just sort of huddled in his home and hid out or whatever, if they eventually found him and arrested him, there wouldn't be anyone around except for his wife Cat. There wouldn't be anyone else around to uh, to see it happen. And in this case, because he was with us, there were two cameras rolling. While he got arrested. So I've got footage of it. And, uh, it's what, by the way, it's one of the reasons the webcam's not working tonight. Because I've got that camera, uh, I've got to, you know, get the the footage off the tape. And so I've got some editing ahead of me. Uh, but Lauren Canario and I were both rolling tape on that as he got arrested by the uh, the, the stateies. Now he's sitting in jail. Uh, we're hoping they don't extradite him to California. Right now it's kind of up in the air as to what's going to happen. Uh, and I don't know a lot about the, the child support situation. I, I, I imagine it has something to do with a an awful ex-wife. Well, the, the best, uh, you know, I, I have talked to Russell, and I don't want to go revealing too much about his family situation simply because um, it's none of my business, and I, I don't know what he would want said and what he wouldn't. And like I said, he's a humble man. He wouldn't say a lot of these things. But yeah. let's. I think I can safely say that there was some untruth spoken uh, by his wife when uh, the divorce went down, and... Now she seems to have a certain regret about it, but she's uh, thrown into gear the machinations of, of the, the state. state. And, and once, they are not forgiving. Once they do, once you do, there's no stopping it. Yep. There's simply no stopping it. So we'll continue to give you uh, the, the latest on the Canning situation, Russell's case, uh, what happens, because right and now he's by being the way, held, um, and that's all we know. To, to, uh, something about what, uh, what I just said there is, you know, Russell told me some stuff about what she had said, and... I, not only do I have no reason to believe that Russell would lie, but I really don't believe Russell's lying. Like I, 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 put, I put money on the fact that he's not lying. That this went the way he said, just because having spent that kind of, you know, the kind of time with him in the last few weeks that I have, I just totally don't believe he'd lie. And he would have had to lie to me, you know, right then. I mean, that would have been a lie he was telling right then, not something that happened in the past or anything like that. So. It's about something that happened in the past, but the lie right. occurred then. So he didn't have to cover up for it anything. He could have said anything he wanted to me. We'll keep you in the loop as uh, things continue to develop for now. We've got to go to your phone calls, and we will talk to Dave, listening in California on KCAA. Hello, Dave. Dave, California? Trans Hello. It's amazing. Am I transmitting all the way back to uh, New Jersey, New Hampshire right now? Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you haven't heard anything. I was listening to your case. You know, my case in the Inland Empire on KCAA is very well known. Let me first give you a YouTube site so you'll know I'm not lying. And it's Cerebral Videos on YouTube, okay? Cerebral Videos. Now listen to this. Cerebral Videos on YouTube. My mother has been mentally ill most of her life. 
I suffer from 30 years of agoraphobia. My, my fiancé has schizophrenia and about nine other diseases, mm, mental geez. diseases. Thanksgiving must be we interesting. Have a, we have a service dog that helps us cope. Okay. The, ser, the service dog urinated on a neighbor's yard. The okay. neighbor reported us to the authorities. For what? Well, I went before the judge to show him the videos of the mental illness that my family is afflicted with. The judge wouldn't look at the videos. He wouldn't let me speak. He ordered our home sold out from under us and given to the opposing attorney. Holy now, God. this Jeez. made me become a terrorist. I want to burn down the fucking... Oh, we can't let you get away with that. Thanks for the call, but I can understand the emotion that's involved there. Uh, you have to remember you're on the radio and our station's... Uh, just doesn't work, that. yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it sucks. But, uh, you know, that's what happens. The government ruins people's lives. They think the government is going to be uh, there to help them, and then they're the ones that uh, destroy everything that they've been able to create so mm. far. And uh, and this is why people get pushed to the brink. Yeah. This is why people get uh, get violent. This is why uh, you know people have walked in and have executed city council members. I'd like to point out that it won't do any good. Uh, executing these people, burning the things to the ground, is not going to solve the problem. It's not. Non-cooperation, I think, is far more powerful. Because when you engage in violence against the government people, they just turn right back around and they got a and, system for that and redirect it back onto you. But when you don't cooperate, when you withdraw your consent, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle it. And if it's not just you, if it's another group of people like we're seeing happen here in New Hampshire, people banding together to say no to the government, to just say no to government, they don't know what to do because for the right. all the entire time they've been involved in the system and when there's somebody everyone's there, been so obedient to somebody's them. somebody's there to support you it makes all the difference in the world sure I, does i'd like to invite that guy to sign up for the free state project at freestateproject.org not if he's going to be violent well, i don't want to invite I, anybody wait. violent well he's just a man at the brink and i understand that but let me make it clear we don't want violent no folk here. we don't you will but, be ostracized if you are talking violence uh, understood but you know he just needs he needs somebody to listen and understand yeah. you know and he can very well start his life over here in New Hampshire and have people that, if the government does crack down um, on him for being nonviolent, that they'll be there. Let's continue with the calls. Talk to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Dave Montana going once. Dave, it's free talk. Hey, uh, Montana, you could gamble as long as you buy, get your gambling license. Yeah, well, man. we're not going to do that either. <laughs> we're just going to gamble. Hey, the guy who's going to get get you in trouble is Uncle Sam. He's going to get his friend the IRS after you because those are the dudes that really, they they want their cut on everything. I don't so care what they want. Who are they? They'll be the ones there. Yeah, well, I'm not too concerned about that. Who yeah, are they? Well, They're just people. If you give them their money, they'll be, they'll be all right. Yeah, well, well I'm not going to do papers, that either. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't negotiate with terrorists, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts, dude? No, hey, that's good to have you back. It, not saying that Mark wasn't good, but... Thank well, you. It's good to be back. <laughs> Thanks, Dave, for the call. 800-259-9231 to the amp line. Short on time, William in Tennessee. Hello. Hey, um, real quick. I uh, In Memphis this past weekend, uh, police officer Chris Jones uh, shot and killed um, one man and uh, attempted to kill another man um, oh boy. for uh, a trying to get his parking spot at a bar. Um, oh, wow. These yeah. cops take their drinking really awful. seriously, huh? 
We have some of the dirtiest cops that nobody talks about here in Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, it is so bad that somebody gets killed once a month. By cops? Just another isolated incident. Um, What's happening month, to this cop? Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, it's under investigation, so of nobody course. really knows yeah. everything that happened. I've been I've taken my wife to this bar that it has happened at. Uh, this is uh, they have some dartboards, a karaoke machine, and really just good people go there to have a good time. Well, except for the cop, and, apparently. <laughs> Oh, no, I mean... You know, that's, that's got to be really scary, William. I mean, that could have been you. You said you took your wife there. I mean, oh, that yeah. could have been you in that parking space, and you'd have been dead exactly. at the hands of a cop. Thanks for the call, dude. Uh, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We'll return tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.